welcome to the Cosmic Chats podcast with me, your host, Debbie Sugarbaker. On this show, I share conversations with individuals whose work, knowledge, wisdom, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and see the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive all of that and tap into your own heart and energy to create possibilities and elevate your experience of this reality we call life. Please enjoy this episode. I just want to thank you so much for joining today. It's going to be a really fantastic interview. I've always been fascinated by psychics and mediums and people with these kinds of gifts. And Bill is really like such a special energy and a special soul. So I'm really excited to hear from him. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Good. It's nice to see you. You as well. Super thrilled and honored. Bill would do this interview with Bill Phillips, who is a renowned psychic and medium and author of two books, Signs from the Other Side and Expect the Unexpected. Is there anything you want to start with? Or can I just go right ahead with my questions? Go right ahead, my love. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, he does have an amazing book and a great story. And that's what I felt, that it was so authentic and genuine. That's how I, I found you. I do have a very synchronistic, crazy story about how I found Bill. And it has to do with my father who passed over and even my brother and so who also passed away. But I'll, I'll save that for a little later because I want to hear from Bill first. So becoming a psychic medium is really not something that I think that, you know, we're little kids and we're like, I'm going to be a psychic medium. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came into this work? That's a great question, Debbie. I have a lot of recollections as a child, having experiences that I think a lot of children have that they're told to kind of push down or not to believe by their parents, perhaps, you know, or by society. So I have thoughts back to when I was four, five, six and seeing at night before I went to sleep faces around me with their mouths moving and things like that. Um, and then it kind of went away for a bit and, um, like a lot of life happened in those moments. And, uh, I was 14, about three weeks shy of my 15th birthday and a very long story short, my mother passed away unexpectedly and I had not seen her in almost six years. I was able to fly on a red eye to say goodbye to her on her deathbed. And I was just devastated. I was her only child, you know, we had a barely strong bond. And unfortunately, she had suffered from her own addictions when she was here to drugs and alcohol. So it made it very tough on us. And I remember being back there and just being devastated by this loss. My, you know, my biggest supporter, my just everything. And a couple of nights later, I woke up to her in the room. And that's when everything began for me, for me to understand what was going on internally. It took about three more years for me to be able to piece everything together. And honestly, what happened was that spirit had a plan and they kept nudging me and putting me in situations where I was being put to the test with people. And I was also pursuing a career in opera performance, actually. And that was sort of my gift as I knew it when I was in high school was a singer. 
So I went to San Francisco and I went to the conservatory and long behold, spirit followed me up there and I was giving readings on the download to people when I was there. I was very afraid to be public with this back in that time period, you know, so I, I really ran away from it and it kept chasing me. And it wasn't until I graduated from the conservatory that I just had a knowing and I had all the signs around me pointing me in this direction. So I knew I had to pursue this. And right as I made that my truth and vocalized that, wow, it was pretty amazing how everything kind of came around full circle for me. And the rest has been history, really. So it was a really interesting process. I was very young to discover this connection and ability within myself. I'm so grateful that I trusted it and then I listened to it. And it's been an amazing journey ever since. Wow, that's so powerful. Especially what you said about, it's really inspiring what you said about finding your truth and finally listening to your truth and going with it. I think there's that's yeah. something that a lot of people can relate with, especially since you know, this December 21st portal and, you know, a lot of people have been kind of gravitating towards, you know, what is my truth, my authentic voice. It's really beautiful how you, how you said that. Thank you. Absolutely. And back in the early 2000s, there wasn't as much mainstream media around mediumship or having, a, you know, a gift like this. So I'm so grateful that there's been so many opportunities for people to share this, this wisdom with the world and this truth with the world. And I feel like it's, it's inspired people that maybe come from different backgrounds and maybe their families don't have a belief in this, but they maybe read a book or saw an interview or saw something on television that spoke to them that they were not alone in this. And that really is my purpose as well is to show people and to hold space for them, to give them the opportunity to see that we're all connected. We all have this innate connection to each other and to really develop that further and to trust their inner voice. Right. Yeah. So beautiful. <laughs> I think that this is a question that a lot of people might have for someone who is in connection with the other side. How is it that you receive messages? Do you like hear a voice? Or, I mean, I've actually had a reading with you and I know that you kind of had images, which I related with. I, me- I remember you said, you know, you gave me the image of a hummingbird with someone who was very important who came through for me. And you said, do you have a piece of jewelry? She's showing me jewelry and a hummingbird. And in fact, I was wearing the bracelet that, you know, was given to me in honor of this person who had passed. So I know that you had images, but if you could just tell us a little bit more about how you received your gifts. Absolutely. I... I like to give the analogy of channeling is like playing psychic charades with the other side. And basically what that means is that when we leave our physical body, we leave behind the armor, the body, the physical part of ourselves. And so what are we left with? Our thoughts, our consciousness. And so when I'm connecting with spirit, they're using me as a vessel and basically putting anything through that they feel confident that I will be able to translate for them on their behalf and make that connection happen. So we hear a lot about the clear senses, you know, just like we have human sense of taste and smell and hearing and and sight and feeling. We also have those senses on a psychic level as well, or on a spiritual level too. So when I'm connecting with spirit, I'm basically just 
being aware of the shift from my physical self to my spirit self. And when that shift happens, it's for me just trusting the, the unfoldment of the story. And when I do that and just give my trust and my blind faith to spirit, that's when those connections happen, actually. So for me, it really just requires a lot of trust within myself, because to me, what I'm seeing is very, um, how do I say it? It's just very foreign to me. It makes no sense to me at all. But I know I have to trust it. Though. So hearing, I feel like because of my background with music, that I'm very strong with my clear audience and also with my clairvoyance. So I hear a lot of things like in my head being jumbled. And if I take a moment to really sit with that and really um, be still with it, uh, it becomes stronger for me. And that's when we hear, you know, them bringing through stronger evidence uh, auditorily. So yeah, it's definitely a really interesting process, but it all goes down to listening within, um, getting out of your own rational space of thought and trusting that what you're being shown that doesn't have any connection to you. It's always those thoughts that have no reference to me, but I know is spirit's way of getting my attention. Wow. So powerful. I mean, just because I've also had a reading with you, so I know it was mind blowing. So what would you say is your favorite part about being a medium? Honestly, if I can just tell you, when I when I had a reading with you and I was kind of like thinking about, wow, this is really hard work to do it. You really like energetically, I could feel, I mean, I'm sure it's not for you, but it's probably because it's what you do. But I feel like it's this, you know, it's actually a lot of work to be like this messenger between people. It's such a gift for us to have someone who is able to do that, first of all. But um, what's your favorite part about it? I would say my favorite part is, well, first, the healing that happens, because so once once someone realizes what's happening is genuine and real and validating to them, I feel like it has a way of opening their heart center, you know, and really showing them that we're, we're always connected, that there's no such thing as death. It's an illusion to us. And to know that there's more than just this world and just this life, you know, we're here for a very short time. So when spirit's able to make that connection and to really bring that validation through, and I can see the aha in my client's eyes, you know, or maybe just hear it through the phone as well, just to know through their emotional response to what's happening. I think for me, that's the most rewarding is to know that there's been a weight lifted off of them. Really powerful. Yeah, I read your first book, um, Expect the Unexpected. It must have been five years ago now. And that's really how I found out about your work. I've worked on books myself. So I think that books really speak to me. And um, the energy that came through, I was like, wow, I, I really, I, at that time, you know, I'd lost my grandmother, I'd lost my grandparents, you know, different people like that. But no one that was really close to me as I have more recently. But just from reading your book, I was like, I really want to meet this this author who who is this Bill Phyllis I've got to meet him so I I signed up to do a reading with you and the wait list was very long and this was before I knew that at the, my father was sick and in the meantime he got sick and then one week before he passed away I got an email from your assistant that said you know we have an opening with Bill for for a meeting and I was like Bill, Bill, Bill Phillips. I was a comedian. I'm like, no, dad, that don't, I don't, no, not now, you know, because I, I didn't want my, obviously we were fighting for him to stay alive. But the date that he gave me for the reading was the afternoon and my father passed away that morning it was the afternoon that he passed away. 
So for me, it was like this confirmation because I think when people lose someone, one of the main things is you think is, could I have done something differently? Why did it have to happen then? Should we have taken a right instead of a left? You know, there's a lot of that that goes on when you lose someone. And um, for me, it was kind of like a calming thing that said, listen, you know, there's a bigger picture that I don't see. And it was his time. So that was kind of a long-winded story for my question, which is about your books. Because for me, it all started with your book. I read your book just serendipitously, expecting unexpected. And I know that since then, you've written another one, Signs from the Other Side. So maybe you can just share with us a little bit about those two books. What inspires you to write them? Yeah, and I, I want to just also add to that statement, Debbie, that I find it really incredible how that happens. And I find so often that somebody may have a session scheduled randomly and it happens to be on like their loved one's birthday or on a, an, on an anniversary. That's finally works on our behalf to make that connection happen. It happens so often I can't even keep track of it. So I love that. I love hearing that story from you as well. I really wanted to educate people about, for me, how this worked, because I think that back in the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't a lot of reference for this. You know, there was a lot of movies like The Sixth Sense, for example, that really depicted a more dramatic approach to how this works and how this realm works. And I, I wanted people to know that it's a lot more subtle and a lot more natural and organic than previously thought. So I, I really wanted to, to give the reader my struggles finding this within myself and trusting it and really just removing the doubt from my head about just, yes, you have this, you're supposed to use it. So I remember when I was 18, 19, and really getting my, my feet wet with practicing this with people. And I just had so much fear at the time of really stepping into that truth. But what happened was that after I finished a session with somebody, within days, I was receiving incredible feedback about things to them that maybe they weren't sure about in the moment, but afterwards were just mind-blowing. And so I knew that that was my validation, and I knew that I had to let go of clocks and time when I when I shared this, because what I came to realize is that there is no time with spirit. You know, time is a man-made, you know, construct. And so I, I wanted to share stories that I felt were compelling for people to know how spirit worked behind the scenes to get our attention as well. And I feel like we did a great job doing that, actually. And just thinking back randomly, I remember when I was 18, I had done one of my very first readings for somebody and her mother came through and talked about sending her long lost love back to her. And um, it was really, really amazing. Although she said, Bill, it's been eight years. I haven't heard from this person in eight years. Like, I, I don't know about this. And I got a phone call from her the following day. When she got home that night on her answering machine, there's a voicemail from her long loss of, of eight years. So Ooh, I have chills. This was, this was the validation that I needed as a, as a young individual as well that was trying to develop that trust within myself. So I find that spirit always, always provides that validation to us when we need it the most. Right. Wow, it's so beautiful. 
I I got chills from that story. <laughs> Eight years. Ugh. Yeah, I know. So if there's one message that you would share, I mean, I'm sure that you're getting, you're getting messages all the time, but if, if there's something you would share now, you know, a message from spirit for this audience, for these souls that are connected to this specific interview or will be. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel that one thing that spirit brings through quite a bit, especially when I'm channeling or just in my own everyday life as well, is that we're never guaranteed tomorrow. You know, and so we come here with intention and we come here to basically share our light with the world in in whatever way that that is. And I'm still like, especially right now with what's going on in the world on a global scale, it's to really not not put that dream on hold. So if you're wanting to, you know, um, pursue that career or be the artist or whatever it is. Now is the time to do it. Not tomorrow, not next year. And a lot of time too, what spirits coming through, they're they're also expressing what they're doing in their heaven. And it's usually the things that they were wanting to do when they were here, but didn't have enough time to do, for example. You know, or maybe light got in the way with it. So they're always encouraging us here to live our version of heaven now that we have this incredible opportunity in the flesh to experience life in this way. And that's such a gift. And so I think it's really important to understand the gift that we have just being here right now during this. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. I think many people needed to hear that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you feel comfortable if anybody has a question? Sure. Absolutely. Otherwise, I can tell you one more quick story about um, that I wanted to share as well, just to give my little brother a little thank you, high five from the other side, because when I had said, no, I can't do that meeting with you in 20, uh, 2018. So then um, I had gone back on the wait list, but I'd forgotten about it. And then little did I know, but my brother had passed away in the meantime, three months after my father. It was very difficult last for me. and. Um, so this past November was coming up on the two years and I, cause he died very suddenly. So it was coming up on the two years and I was feeling very emotional and whatever. And sure enough, one week before the anniversary, your assistant reached out to me and said, we have a meeting on this day. And I said, it just gave me like a whole nother wave of peace and kind of, again, backing up and getting that bigger picture. So Oh, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm so happy that it helped you. That's always the tension. It really does. Like on, on a lot of, in, in, in just the way that it needed to, you know, so I'm sure that that's how it works for people. Okay. Here's a great question from Angela. If you wanted to connect a spirit in a time of fear, what would you do? Oh, I love that question. And actually that was in my head a second ago too. Um, we have always two choices when we are conscious. We have the choice of choosing fear or choosing love. So in those moments, whenever we're fearful or whenever we are in a grief space or in an anger space, it actually lowers our vibration. It brings us down to a different level where maybe we're not able to experience spirit the same way that we would be able to if our mind was open if our vibe was high 
just wanted to interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or sign up for a one-on-one healing session with me. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. So what I would encourage anyone to do that's in that fear space right now, take a second, and especially let's say if you're wanting to connect with your mother and there was a lot of um, happy moments, think back to one of the happiest moments that really just makes your heart smile. Think back to, to a time with that soul that brings you out of the fear. Our thoughts are so powerful. And so I feel like if we can really give our attention to those thoughts that bring our awareness high or bring our vibration high, that's the best way we're going to be able to connect with them because we're literally elevating our energy. And so when we're connecting with spirit, we have to go as high as we can within our human construct and they have to lower their vibe to be able to meet us somewhere in between there to bridge that gap. And it really happens primarily, I would say, on a, on a thought level. So if your thoughts are clean, happy, pure, that's going to be like the foundation or the stage to meet spirit halfway. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any feeling when COVID will end? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I get this so often and I, I don't feel like it's going to end it's not black and white is what I feel like. I don't think it's just going to be gone one day. I feel like it's going to be about how we maneuver through this, to be honest with you. That's a question <laughs> from another one of your book fans, like myself. Um, will you be writing another book? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, um, I am in that beginning stage right now actually so i'm very excited about it and i feel like this particular book is going to be different but also in in a sense help people live with their heart to connect with their heart and see see the world through their heart so i'm really excited about that yes i love it wow i cannot wait to pray for it in my heart (laughs) wow so many people writing in that someone passed away yesterday I think that this interview is very timely, you know, because a lot of people are experiencing or have experienced loss in this time over the past year. Yes, I know. It's been, for me personally, um, this year has been so powerful of showing people how we have free will as well. You know, I've connected with a lot of souls this past year that were in a very dark place, you know, and they couldn't see themselves living in this new world. So I feel like it's really important to to touch upon that for a second and just encourage everyone to know that you are here for a reason. You you wouldn't be here if there wasn't a lesson to be learned right now. Okay. So whenever someone's having those, those racing thoughts or they just can't take the pressure anymore, I really want to encourage them to go within, to listen to their heart, and to also reach out to somebody as well. Because I feel like because there's been so much isolation this past year, a lot of people feel um, alone and that they don't have a support system. But we all have a support system, either in the physical sense or the spiritual sense. And a lot of times 
our guides and our angels and our loved ones around us in spirit are trying to nudge us or open doors for us to have that connection be possible. So the next time that you're having a really bad day and an old friend texts you out of nowhere and you're feeling like, I really don't want to talk today, maybe reconsider because that's how spirit works. They're trying to reach out to you to kind of give you a helping hand. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Love it. Do the loved ones on the other side know that we still love them? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, it's really important to know, too, I have this happen a lot when I'm giving somebody a reading and um, it's usually towards the end of the reading. And they, they'll usually say something like, oh, tell them one last time that I love them. I tell them that I, you know, think of them daily. And my response is they just heard you. They just heard you. You don't need me to talk to them. They hear your thoughts. They hear your feelings. So a lot of times what will happen is that when someone's coming through, they will bring up a very intimate thought, perhaps, that that person's having as a way to validate to them. Yes, I was with you this morning when you were having coffee and talking to me. You know what I mean? So it's really important to, to recognize that um, we, are, we are thought first and we are voice second. So when you're wanting to connect with spirit or just be heard, go within your mind's voice, go within your prayer voice and make that connection happen. I guarantee you they, they do hear it, 100%. Beautiful. This is an interesting question about if somebody is in like a coma, yet a traumatic brain injury. So he understands, but he doesn't talk. I've had dreams of him communicating with me, even, even my husband has. So she's just wondering, this is someone, Molly, about her son. It's a great question. And I feel like this happens sometimes too when I'm, when I'm in that channel space. If somebody is in a coma space, or let's say they have a neurological condition like dementia or Alzheimer's, and they're really not fully present or aware of the physical what happens is that they're sort of like a pendulum swinging between the two worlds. So they kind of have one foot here and one foot there. And that's the reason why she's having dreams of that particular person is because when she's able to be um, not rational or in that dream space where her rational mind shut down, that's his way of keeping that connection going with her. So a lot of times when we're in a coma, um, even if, even if we come out of the coma as well, we are still inhabiting the space or that, yeah, the space on the other side, to be honest. So I've had readings before, actually, where I brought through somebody who was in a coma space and they were like, well, no, he's, he's on a ventilator right now, but he's still breathing. And the evidence that, that those souls can bring through at times is pretty amazing. And it also validates the near-death experiences that we hear about so often now. When we're out of our body, let's say in a surgery or a procedure, and we're able to very specifically describe the room or the conversations being had, it's the same exact thing. So for anyone who may be um, experiencing that right now, Still, go within your go within your heart, go within your mind's voice, and communicate that way. The same way that you would if you were if you were communicating with a discarnate soul. Absolutely, right. And obviously, sending a lot of love and 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 energy to anyone you know who is kind of going through that grieving or you know ha those kinds of difficulties. It's just 
I feel I'm just sending you a lot of love and a lot of light. Absolutely. We, we need this now more than ever. Yeah. yeah. Wow, there's so many questions. I don't want to tire you out. Do you feel like you can answer one or two more? Sure, I'm sure go ahead. Okay, so um, we have somebody asking, do you connect with the Akashic Records? Absolutely, yes. And I, I feel that it's, I have a sense that we connect with that energy more so than we realize. So for anyone who's trying to make a connection with the Akashic Records or with a spirit guide or with their higher self, really what it comes down to is just getting out of your way, you know, not not making it more challenging than it has to be. To be honest, it's a very simple, subtle connection. But when we think too much about it, we block that flow completely. So for someone who's wanting to connect with the Akashic Records, I would encourage them to... Uh, practice automatic writing. So grab out a pad of paper and start scribbling, set the intention and see what comes off um, off of your pen during that session. A lot of times we have to get out of our mind to make that connection happen. So I, I know that uh, scribbling automatic writing is really good for doing that. Oh, it's great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Any recommendations on where to start if we have been told we have a gift and to tap into it, where would I start? This is a really important question. And it's something that when I was younger, I wanted to be, you know, the sponge for information. And I went to different classes and read different books. And every time I was in that space of what do I do next? I always heard you are your own teacher. You are your own teacher. So there's nobody, you know, people can be put on your path to um, maybe say something a certain way or to give you that aha moment. But when it comes down to developing this connection, it's going to be through life experience completely. So what I would encourage anyone to do is set the intention. Let spirit know that you are willing and you are waiting to develop you know and for each person it'll be on a different um level I, i've heard of mediums sitting in circles for a decade before they actually came out and tried this you know for the public it just depends on the intention but i i, I feel like um that's the first key the second key is to surround yourself with people that are like-minded as well and that's the beauty of technology right now in social media or are these groups is that there's so much participation around the world right now with people that have the same belief system. So I would definitely encourage you to surround yourself with people that share that same belief system as well. And then just to really be open to the synchronicity that is before you and to know that, oh my gosh, I bumped into this person randomly and they happen to be really open to this. That's not by mistake. I love personally, and it, it's been challenging not, not to be in person this year, but to um, teach as well and to hold these workshops that I've been um, doing for the past couple of years now. What I love most about it is holding space for people and seeing them connect the dots because they already have that within themselves. We just need to have that physical manifestation come before us to validate you're not crazy. You know, once you're experiencing is true and real, get out of your own way and trust the process. Right. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah, people are asking about your going back to large group readings, if you would ever do that. I definitely am planning it right now. So we will see um, what happens. I'm going to surrender to that. But yes, I, I do expect to be back in that setting. You just speak out loud to our spirits or can they hear our thoughts? You don't have to speak out loud. They hear your thoughts completely. But I also want to point out as well, though, that they're not with you in your, how do I say, your private moments as well. So you don't have to worry about if you're if you're having a private conversation with yourself or whatever it may be. I do relate to that so much. <laughs> they are totally respectful of that, especially if you set that boundary completely. Right. So, yeah. That's great. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Do you ever compare notes with Tyler Henry or any other mediums? <laughs> I definitely compare notes with a few of them. Very small number, actually. It's, you know, you got to keep your circle close to you in this realm as well, you know. So I'm blessed to have a, a few close friends that I feel like I'm able to just compare notes with or even just sit and, and just talk about our experiences. It's so helpful as well. Because sometimes this can be from a physical standpoint, but physicality can be a lonely, you know, journey. But the actual reward of it is knowing that I'm being surrounded by spirit. I could feel a loneliness from the physical side, but I can feel a complete and just so much connection behind me. That is my guiding light on this journey, for sure. Thank you for all of the love that I can feel literally coming from these questions angel questions guardian angels oh absolutely we all have our own we all have our own team of angels of guides of you know loved ones that we've traveled with through lifetimes as well so um they're they're always there they're always in the background we have to just be more present to make that connection with them truly what does it mean when we no longer dream or get messages from someone who has passed that's a great question. You know, a lot of people, it's like winning the lottery when they have that visitation in their dream space. So many people want to have that consciously. Part of our evolution is that when we leave our physical body, we we continue ascending and we we continue, I would say, following our spiritual purpose as well. So there does come a point where they're not as connected to the physical part of this world where they're maybe um sent to somebody else to help another soul through a journey for example you know what i mean so yeah, yeah different jobs right absolutely yeah so sometimes somebody will have one dream that's so vivid of their loved one and that will be it because they've gotten their attention they've shown them i am with you and what happens is that those signs will change so somebody may have a visitation where they're even conscious, like I had when I was so young as well. And then after that, the signs are more subtle. So I know for me personally, I can say that my mom sends me a lot of different symbols daily, going back to a white butterfly that I see daily in, in some form, the number 143 eagles as well, sometimes too. So it's, it's a matter of really trusting the subtleties of how they want to give us those symbols. I know that when a soul first crosses, that's when they're going to try everything in their power 
to get our attention. I'll give you a quick example. I remember when this was back in 1999 when my mother passed away and the family that, that she was living with, they actually received a phone call. There was no, there was no number and there was her voice on the end of the line in a very craftily type of distorted sound. And she was basically saying my name. She was trying to tell them that she was, that she was around me. So it also validated as well the experience that I had a couple of, of weeks pr- prior to that too. So they tried everything. So I, I would say, especially right now with people that are not allowed to be with their loved ones during their transitions, which I know is so challenging, really pay attention around you of what's happening that day and that night. I, I guarantee you're going to have experiences where you might see these lights flashing or flickering around you. That's a big one. Um, you may have you may have the dream or just have this knowing that they're around you as well. But they usually will try their best to get our attention within those first couple of weeks to months. I I feel after they cross. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This has been just such a pleasure, Bill. Thank you so much. I I feel like we could be here all day because (laughs) the questions keep coming and people are saying, can you do more of these Instagram lives? So I'm just throwing that out there for you. People are really, you know, hearing from you and just your, your energy. It's just what you have to share is such a beautiful message. And I'm just so grateful that our paths crossed and that you know, you gave me the opportunity to do this interview. I just feel really blessed. I'm I'm equally as as grateful, Debbie. And if anything, for me, uh, my intention this year was to do these more. Actually, to to be on live more. So it's almost like spirits, like here you go, here's your opportunity. So um, for me personally, I I will be making the attempt to do more of that this year for sure. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just one more thing, like you said, you've mentioned the eagle, so. The day that we corresponded a few weeks ago, I corresponded with uh, your assistant about, you know, about this interview and the details of it. And then as I was driving home, I just happened to see out of the corner my, of my eye, which something that I've never seen before in flesh, which was a bald eagle in a, a real bald eagle right there. So there we go. I love that. And the eagle has so many other, um, properties or, or meanings behind that as well and owning your strength as well your independence you know paving your path ahead so i think that's a very awesome symbol for you to receive debbie thank yeah you. you're very welcome. oh my gosh well thank you again bill phillips this is just such a pleasure and i cannot wait to read your next book that just so heartwarming literally as always i feel guided to let people know that they have more power uh, on their journey than they realize of uh, manifesting and co-creating and really trying to just live their best version of their life here. So I, I really want to encourage them to get into that space of of attracting that life to yourself, you know, and setting up the trajectory to live the life that you want to live. Because again, our time here is so short and we need to enjoy every moment of it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that um, Spirit 
connect through this. And I'm so equally as grateful that you had such a powerful experience too. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I truly hope you enjoyed and received benefit from this episode. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and or leave me a review. I appreciate your energy and support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well and take good care. Bye-bye, everyone. Lots of love. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.